It's not you, it's me. Some things aren't meant to last forever. Breakups are hard, as are endings, regardless of the circumstances. At least, they always are for me. And writing this is kind of like both. Usually, that means I just have to come out and say what it is that I need to say so I can relax my shoulders, unclench my jaw, release my breath and explain. Here I go. I'm writing to you today to let you know that I'm going to wind down my tiny letter after three and a half years. If reading this has taught you anything about me, I imagine you've gathered that I've thought about this a lot. I tend to overthink things, something I've written about before. I started this as a project for myself in August 2017, when I wanted to be a writer but I had no idea what I was doing and had very little experience. It was a way to hold myself accountable, to build a portfolio of writing and practice sharing it with the world. Finding, shaping, experimenting with my voice along the way. I didn't go to school to study writing. I learned by doing, by reading and writing. This newsletter has been a central part of that. It is one of the things I'm most proud of. Last year, I started a podcast to accompany the newsletter, another new challenge, where I learned how to record and edit and produce my own audio content. Ever since then, there's been an episode that goes alongside the newsletter. It's been really wonderful to pour my time and energy into this over the last few years. I'm endlessly grateful for all of you who have read and or listened, who reach out to me about the letters online or in person. It's not always easy for me to share, especially when I feel I've been vulnerable in my writing. Still, I feel compelled to do it, even when there's resistance. The process has reminded me again and again that we are never as isolated as we might feel. And realising other people have felt what I feel has always been something that grounds me and liberates me from feeling isolated. Every time I've been really scared to send a letter and an episode out, someone has messaged me saying they relate or have a similar experience. What a special thing that is, to put yourself out there and share something that feels scary and be reminded that you're not alone. It's healing. And a reminder that it's also human, whatever you're going through. Something that anxiety or shame might have you forget because you're busy being overwhelmed with the feeling itself. I still love doing this, having space to write freely about whatever I like, and I feel lucky to have people who consider it worth reading. But part of this project was about learning. First, how to write and edit a piece of personal writing, and then how to record and edit it as a podcast episode. It has given me so much, and I also think I've reached a stage where it's taught me everything it can, for now. When I began three and a half years ago, I never had any plans for how long this would run for. I guess somewhere in my mind I presumed I would keep going until it no longer felt right. And I think I've reached that stage. It's not that it's easy for me, or that I feel I've perfected what I've been doing here. Far from it. It's more that I want to be challenged in new ways now. This project has done what it set out to do, and more. Now, it's time for something new. It might not be easy to comprehend as consuming it will seldom take longer than 10 minutes but there's also the fact that to write, edit, record, edit and promote these letters and episodes takes a lot of my energy. As you know, I'm trying to write my first book. I also run monthly workshops. Finishing the newsletter is a way to free up space in my mind and see what's possible when I do. It's about listening to my intuition and taking a leap of faith. From where I am, to where I want to be. I guess I can't even describe it in a way that makes more tangible sense. It's not something that I can see, but it is something that I can feel. That I'm ready, 
that it's time. In itself, that feels like something to celebrate, a sign of how far I've come. A connection to my intuition was not something that felt strong before. Now it feels clear, in a way that's inexplicable other than to say I just know. A lot of work has taken place to get from there to here. Some therapeutic, some a consequence of maturing, and I believe much of it is thanks to the writing. Naturally, my anxious brain, which you are intimately familiar with, she makes herself known in my writing so often, has tried to convince me to stay where I feel comfortable, i.e. here, writing to you. Ending this project during a pandemic, when I don't have a lot of certainty as it is, feels like a difficult decision to make. My anxiety believes it is a stupid one. Perhaps you agree, but I feel it in my gut that this is the right decision. For the longest time my anxiety was so loud I would have missed a signal like this, or I would have let fear keep me from taking a step in a new direction. Now that I am in tune enough to hear, I'm going to listen and let that guide me into action. Once I am finished with this, I will be throwing myself into working towards things I want to do, even if they scare me a little, like working on and pitching freelance writing and finishing my book. I hope to be surprised, too, at what other ideas might arise when there is space for them to do so. My plan is to send two more letters, the last one arriving in your inbox by the end of April-ish. I want to do this and not just say goodbye now, because so often in my life I've done endings wrong. When it came to the end of something, I tended to rush it and push the feelings down, something I usually ended up regretting afterwards. This way, I'm giving myself some space to honour this project properly and say goodbye for now. Although, the archive of both the letters and the episodes will remain online. This is not to say I'll never write a newsletter again, but if I do, I think I'll come back with a new format and maybe on a new platform, as the landscape has evolved a lot since I began this venture. After the last instalment comes, I hope you will be able to still support me, but in other ways. God willing, the book will be finished and someone might be interested in buying it. Or maybe there are other plans for this manuscript. Only time will tell. I hope that I will have some freelance bylines too. I will continue to use my Instagram predominantly for my work at A Dave to Remember and my website will be updated as and when there is news www.davidatkinson.work and you're always welcome to email me at davidatkinsoncontact at gmail.com. Ending things that are going well or ending them to make space for new things isn't generally encouraged. However, it is often the right thing to do, like the final season of Shit's Creek, finishing on a high. It's a reach to compare the calibre of Shit's Creek to my newsletter, but you feel me on the principle. There are lots of parts of sharing on the internet that feel gratuitous and self-indulgent. The way social media necessitates building a personal brand is something that feels increasingly uncomfortable to me, only more so as I get older. I wonder how it influences and hinders our ability to grow and evolve and change our minds. It obviously has its benefits, but more and more I wonder about how to balance them with its downsides. Writing to you here has always felt intimate and liberating. It's allowed me to write what I want, on my own schedule, to ramble and to go on tangents, to exist in the grey area, to write with no obvious conclusion drawn, asking questions that cannot be answered, to share what I want to share and respecting my own boundaries on what I'd rather not. I got to be myself. It's been antithetical to generating content in the best way. I've loved it. Naturally, being the sentimentalist that I am, I've been reading some of the early editions of this newsletter as I prepare to bring this to a close. An exercise which, 
unsurprisingly, has proven to be hugely embarrassing. I'm trying to hold space for it all though. The hilarity of my complete and utter lack of sophistication in the beginning. An early letter quote that particularly hurts when I wrote, I hate to go all Carrie Bradshaw on your asses before employing the famous adage of Sex and the City's protagonist. I couldn't help but wonder. (laughs) I have to scream. Bye. But then there's this admiration for myself. My dedication to doing this thing that I didn't really know how to do but desperately wanted to get better at. I really stumble at the beginning to figure out what I was trying to do here. Sometimes offering short stories, sometimes recommendations, sometimes mediocre poetry, sometimes lifestyle wellness advice that I definitely had no right to be dishing out, especially when it was obvious as essentially saying, try having a break from your phone. Groundbreaking. Eventually, I settled in and found my rhythm writing predominantly about my life and how it made me think about bigger ideas about the world we live in. I think revisiting the beginning has been an important part of this ending. A reminder that sometimes you have to let yourself be a bit rubbish at something in order to get better. And also, bad isn't always the end of the world if it isn't hurting anyone. Capitalism and perfectionism would have you forget both of these facts. I consider it a success to look back and cringe. It reminds me that I have grown, not in spite of, but because of the stumbling at the start. Let's raise a glass to letting ourselves be beginners and practicing patience with progress and to sometimes doing things badly just for the pleasure of it. One phrase in particular struck me. It's from the very first instalment when I was sending this out to less than 50 people. I wrote this. I've always loved writing and wanted a place to collate my work and I think that having a place for it to go will keep me inspired and moving forward. That's definitely been true. The choice of vocabulary is interesting to me here. Before, I was someone who loved writing. Now, I'm a writer. In part, thanks to you for reading, for connecting with me, supporting me and helping me show up. I don't think I could have done it without you. See you here soon, two more times.